I'm Lauren. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome Hello, everybody. We're back with season four of Multilingual Mamas. And what a better way to start this season than with Paula and Sofia, who are the daughters of Pedro and Mini from episode 38 in season three. Just to recap, Paula and Sofia grew up in three different countries and are now in Europe, I believe. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Welcome. So just to help situate those listeners who are not familiar with your story, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, catch us up on your ages, where you both live, and why you're living there? Um, yeah, I can start. Um, yeah, I'm Sophia. I'm 22 years old, and uh, we're both currently living in the Netherlands and studying here in the south of the Netherlands, really close to the German and Belgian border. It's called Maastricht. It's a student city. Um, and yeah, we were both born in Germany and then moved to the U.S. for four years and then finished high school in Budapest. And then I came after I graduated high school here to study medicine. And I'm currently in my third year of medical school. For me, it's the same, the same countries, everything. Um, this is my, it's going to be my, starting my second year now in the Netherlands with my studies. And I'm studying law currently. So you're younger? I'm two years younger. I'm 20 years old, yes. I'm just going to jump and ask, um, are you liking the Netherlands? <laughs> um, I I love it. Um, it's a great country to live in if you don't speak uh, Dutch, compared to, for example, Hungary, where it was a bit of a struggle if you don't speak Hungarian. Um, and in comparison, in the Netherlands, everyone speaks English. You have no problem. Um, I did learn Dutch because um, because of medicine, I have to now go to the hospital and have to speak uh, in Dutch with patients and stuff like that. But all other students that live here, um, yeah, they, they're fine. You're also fine without learning Dutch. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, a super open and multicultural country. And our universities, the most international university of the Netherlands, more than 50% of the student population comes from abroad. Um, and yeah, it's been super fun and all, everyone is from abroad and it's really cool because all of our friends um, come from a similar background um, as us. Cool. That's awesome. Also, it's very, very nice to live, especially in Maastricht, because we're so close to a bunch of different countries. So it makes it very easy to travel as well, which is very fun to do as well with your friends. So we've been loving it, I think, so far. Mm -hmm. The only thing is the weather. We don't love so much because it rains a lot, but besides that, it's great. The winter's long. Yeah. It looks sunny already over there. <laughs> yeah, it looks very bright. Yeah, we have good weather right now. <laughs> good. So just to contextualize your upbringing, you guys mentioned uh, Budapest and the U.S. Um, can you tell us a little bit more where you were born, where your parents are from, and what languages you speak, and also how you learn them? Yes, so... I was born in Stuttgart in Germany, uh, but we mostly lived in Würzburg, uh, in Bayern in Germany. And afterwards, we moved four years to El Paso, Texas, at the border with Mexico. And after four years, we moved to Budapest, Hungary. And our parents are both from Spain, were born and raised there. And eventually, through their work, they moved to Germany. Mm -hmm. 
And at home, we always spoke Spanish with our parents. Um, they also made sure that we always did that, even if we sometimes replied in German. Because, um, yeah, growing up, we both spoke German together till uh, we moved to uh, El Paso. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was 12, you were like 10. Yeah. Um, and then slowly it switched to English. And yeah, it always stayed English, even though then when we went to Budapest, we went back to the German school system. And... Mm. I think you we could have switched maybe to German back to German because our day to day was back in in German, but somehow it stayed English. Um, and yeah, that's why we speak to each other. And do you speak Hungarian or not? There, not at all. There, you speak more than me. I started a course when I first got to the school because I wanted to learn a, a little bit because I knew I was gonna be spending more years than her in Hungary. Mm. But I quickly noticed that it's extremely difficult mm. uh, very different language and very hard to learn and I at the time I was also uh, learning French so it was a bit too much too much of a mix of languages and I just after a year I kind of gave that up yeah okay I have two follow-up questions one of them is did you guys then speak the same languages pretty much mm -hmm. okay um, well I speak Dutch you don't but you speak French That's and I don't the difference so uh, Spanish, English, German, both fluently, fluently yeah. and she speaks fluently Dutch, and I speak more or less French. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And then you said you study law, right? Right now, um, is it international law or is it Dutch so law? Kind it's of European, it's European law. Okay. From the very beginning, I knew I didn't want to study law from a specific country at first because I couldn't see myself living. Um, in one country long term mm -hmm. uh, so when I saw this program in Maastricht the European law school I was really interested in it and I so far really like it offers a lot of options and um, yeah that's why I chose it okay wonderful yeah. so when we talked to your parents they seemed to suggest that you all, you both were very excited about the moves and had a very positive attitude toward moving. Um, first, is that true? Is that how you remember it? And it, was there any difference in how you felt when you moved from Germany to the U.S. versus how when you moved from the U.S. to Budapest? Mm -hmm. For me, um, the first move was very exciting because I was like 12 years old about to like yeah start like go into my teenage years and it was like the coolest thing ever to move to America like all my friends in Germany were like oh my god that's so cool um <laughs> I was super super excited um and it was very positive from the beginning for both of us also because of El Paso being um there's a lot of Mexicans that live there so at the beginning our English wasn't as good and we just spoke Spanish and people are just very sweet and warm and it was a pretty easy transition for you a little bit harder yeah so mm -hmm. I was 10 when we moved to America and I had no prior English classes or anything and so I moved there without knowing a word of English but as she said um, half the people in my class even spoke Spanish so it made it very easy and yeah people are very welcoming and very open and really want to help you so it made it very easy. It was also, as she said, exciting for both of us. I think for me, since I had such a good experience after the four years in America, made some really good friends and really loved 
uh, my life there, it was a bit harder to move to Budapest, to Hungary. Um, I think what was hard is the change of people. I think in America, they were much more welcoming. And also the language barrier, of course, was a big uh, challenge for both of us to really feel at home in Hungary. So at first, the first few months, I definitely was not as happy to move to Hungary, but uh, mostly because I miss my old life and my friends in America. For me, it was a bit different that because um, I loved uh, the four years in the U.S., but what I missed was the how independent I was in Europe. I could just take public transport, take the bus to the city with my friends. And in the U.S., I was relying a lot on my parents to drive me around everywhere. And I was, I think I turned 16 right before we moved, and I was so over it. Well, at 16, some of my friends got cars, and then it was fine. But, like, at 15 years old, I just didn't want my parents to have to drive me everywhere. And then I would see my friends in Europe that were just going on their own everywhere. So towards the end of the U.S., I was a little tired of living there, and I was really excited to move back to Europe. And then moving to Budapest was tough because of the language and everything Paula said, but it was, I was also super excited because it's a big city. I was going out with my friends and just taking public transport. And that was a really positive change for me that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's such an interesting difference that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. And also when we moved to the US, I was 12, but I was already going with a bus on my own with my friends to the movies or to the city. And then I got to the U.S. and it was completely different. My parents were driving me everywhere. Um, and at 12 years old, it was still fine. But as I was getting older and in high school, I was getting over it. So I think your mom mentioned, too, that it, for her, it took about a year to get used to the new environment, whether that was the culture or the language. Is that how you guys felt as well? Uh, were there any particular aspects that were harder than others in the adjustment process or maybe others that were easier? How did you feel about that? I think the in the first move, since we were both young, we mm -hmm. didn't just went along with what our parents were saying and with the routine. Um, I think it was more for our parents that had to really adjust more than us, I think. I think we just... And we made friends so fast. Yeah, made friends uh, quickly and good friends, um, went into our sports, our classes. Yeah. I think by Christmas time or January, February, I think we were adjusted and yeah. we were fluent in English. And yeah. um, and then once we moved to Budapest, um, even though I think we were in our international bubble, which made it easier to adapt, but we went, uh, we both went to the German school there. So everyone was an expat and everyone was from like different countries and yeah, then we made friends also quickly because everyone could relate to us and we were all similar in that way that we had been moving around. Um, but in Budapest, in that sense, it was easier to make friends, but it was harder to adjust to the country and the city. But within our school and our like expat bubble, it was easier. But I, I would say that uh, in our school, I would, or at least in my class, in my experience, it was like 30% international and like, the other 70% were Hungarians who came to our school uh, or their parents put them in that school to learn English, uh, German, I mean. Um, so, yeah, that That's was... That's true. Your grade was more Hungarian than it mine. It was very Hungarian. And a lot of Hungarian was mostly talked in, in the class, which did make it difficult to really integrate. And just sort of remind the listeners again, you were 16 and 14 when you moved back to Europe? Yes, yes exactly. So... 
And then you moved straight from there to the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. How has that move been that you live on your own now? Has that been more difficult? Do you feel like you were more prepared because you had already moved? Um, how is it living on your own in a new country? Um, I think compared to friends that I have that haven't moved around and at 18 then moved for the first time, it has been a lot easier for us. Um, but for me, it was tough because I moved during COVID. I did get lucky that um, since in medicine, we didn't have as many online classes because they made sure that we would have things um, on campus. But um, so I did get lucky in that sense that I did meet people and I was able to go to class. But it did make it harder, especially I couldn't go home because uh, in Hungary they had really strict quarantine rules. Um, I had to quarantine for 14 days, um, so I couldn't just go home for a long weekend or anything. I just went home over Christmas and couldn't even leave because those two weeks I went for, I stayed at home because I was quarantined. And then I went home for the summer and that's it. So the first year was tough um, because of COVID mainly. Um, but... Um, yeah, um, adapting to Maastricht is quite easy because everyone is from everywhere and yeah, everyone speaks English and everyone's really open. It's it's also a very cozy city. It's mm -hmm. not that big. You get around really easily, very comfortable. And for me, what made it really easy was having Sofia in the city, okay. uh, which was very nice and uh, also nice to have her here because our parents were so far. They were they moved back to the states once I was also in university. So with the time change and the distance, only getting to see them two three times a year, it definitely made it easier for me to have Sofia and also uh, friends from Hungary who are also studying in the Netherlands. Seems like a wonderful city. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say you guys they need to hire you for like the tourism board. Yeah. But it's fun. It's really comfortable because we can bike everywhere. Everything is 10 minutes apart. It's really cool. I love that part you're up, Lauren, because it's like where I, where I met my husband is in Germany. Uh, we study abroad in Germany in Münster. So it was like right close. Yeah, and it's a really popular area for young people. You can bike right everywhere. So it's really, it feels really free compared Idyllic. to... Idyllic. Yeah. Um, so we... We have interviewed other people, of course, with with a similar profile, not as international as yours, I would say. But um, a lot of people mentioned that with moving around so much or, you know, speaking multiple languages and growing up with different cultures, um, sometimes the concept of identity becomes very complex for them. That's a lot going into it. Um, so we wanted to ask you, how did you guys navigate that? If we were to ask you, how do you feel? Do you feel Spanish, German, American? what can you what would you say walk us through that i think this is really interesting because it's very different for both of us yeah okay. even though we only have a two-year age difference um for me i would say since i was 12 years old when we moved to the us i somehow i don't know how i was able to uh, stay friends with my friends in germany so when i moved back to europe i still kept in touch um, and for that reason, I do feel very German, and I also live um, with uh, one German roommate, and also in Maastricht here, there's a lot of German students because it's so close to a border, so I do speak German day to day and go back to see my friends in Germany, so I feel a lot more German than you do. Um, I don't, it's sad, but I don't feel that Spanish. Um, I love going back to Spain, my, all, my, all our families there. 
but our cousins and relatives do say we have an accent and they'll also when we go to a store they think we're from France or foreigners oh interesting um, mm -hmm. so we speak fluently Spanish but yeah since we get those comments and we also don't go a lot because our parents love to travel so when we're we have vacations we rarely go to Spain we only go to Spain once a year over Christmas um so yeah I have a I have a close friend she's also Spanish for example and also moved around a lot but she went back to Spain for two months every summer and she feels a lot more Spanish but I think because she just spent more time there so yeah sadly don't yeah. feel too Spanish for me, it's a little different. Uh, since I moved uh, when I was 10 to America, I didn't keep as much in contact with my German friends because I was so young. We didn't really have social media at my age. So it was hard to keep in contact over letters. And um, yeah, so in America, I I can't... You I, felt American in America. Yeah, I, it's surprising, but I did feel... An American in a way I was I only had American well not Amer only American friends but I was very much in the American life I was very into sports and in America it, it was very important you know the um, athletics with school it's very much at the same level so mm -hmm. I really felt American um, moving to Hungary and going back to the German school um, I mostly um, with my friends we spoke English surprisingly, um, because my class was mostly Hungarian. So to communicate, English was the best, or everyone knew English, so that was the best option. And yeah, Spanish, I feel the same. Um, we grew up in a Spanish household and with Spanish traditions, but um, we don't have the Spanish accent. We don't feel Spanish. And yeah, I think for me, I have a bit of an identity crisis, I guess you can say. Um, you're not alone a lot of people feel this way <laughs> and yeah that's where I stand yeah and you can tell them about your plan with oh yeah um, I I have been wanting to um, indulge more in the in my Spanish roots mm -hmm. and my uh, university offers this double uh, program double degree uh, with uh, La Autonoma which is a university in Madrid mm -hmm. so I'm looking to pursue that double degree with Spanish law combined with European law mm -hmm. and we're excited to be in Spain live in Spain and really um, feel more Spanish yeah after. find my identity <laughs> yeah for sure I think you it's completely normal what you're feeling um did you guys ever feel like your parents felt a little bit like that moving around so much or they had a more established identity because of growing up mostly in Spain I think they feel very Spanish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. That's it. Um, I did wanted to ask you, while you were in the U.S., there was no German for you guys since your parents speak in Spanish? Okay. That was, that was a bit of the thing. We kind of lost the German. My parents did make sure we had, like, I think the four years once a week German class at home I with think, a teacher. I think it lasted two or three years because we got very tired of these extra German classes. Yeah. So did you you lost German more than me I think yeah but when we did go back to a German school system I was like in a sentence every third word was in English but yeah. then after a month it was we we're back to fluent yeah. it was all about the time and to get back into that German environment and we got back pretty fast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just a quick follow up on the question before would you say then that you have always felt German consistently or have that identity crisis has this shifted or was it always like I am German that's it 
think I always felt German, except maybe a little bit in the US when I was like, oh, uh, I want to feel American. Um, but I think I always felt German consistently. Okay. How do you guys feel about your different languages? Do you feel like you speak them equally as well now, like completely comfortable in all of them? Or how would you rank them if you had to? Mm -hmm. I think for me, my dominant language is English. I, I speak it the most. I speak it with friends. I study in English. So my whole life is in English. And I also, I, I think in English. Um, I would say German is above Spanish because I did go to the German school. So my writing is much better than Spanish because we never went to Spanish school. So I would say Spanish is the lowest oh, and than French. Yeah, but from the main languages, I would say it's English, German, Spanish. And for me, it's either a tie between German and English or German is even a bit better, I think, uh, than English. But it's pretty much equal. And then Spanish. I'm, I'm still curious about the Spanish. You say people um, say you have an accent. Is there any specific things you don't feel like you pronounce or people have commented or vocabulary or what is it? You cannot roll the R because <laughs> in German you don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we words with the R we just sound funny. Yeah, but and subjuntivo we also don't subjunctive. Yeah. We cannot. I mean, you can, right? A little bit better than you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but besides that, we're fluent. Yeah, but also they 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 are like you don't sound Spanish, but they don't know where the accent comes from because it's. Uh, it doesn't. Think, it sounds native, but at the same time, it doesn't. There's that's something we get that everyone notices. Yeah. Yeah. It is because it is <laughs> odd profile, I guess. So it's hard for people to make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Um, transitioning now from language to culture, do you guys have any special, um, like cultural traditions from each of the places you've lived, or any special, like? international cultural traditions that you feel like are representative of your specific experiences like holidays or anything you guys do that's special any daily practices too I'm thinking um I, I mean think... what do you guys do like reyes or any yeah, German yeah. um reyes we used to do growing up but yeah. since uh we were always in not a Spanish school system we didn't have holidays during Reyes so then it kind of died down uh, year by year because we had school and yeah. yeah and then also we would complain because all our friends would already get the presents on the 24th or 25th <laughs> and we would have to wait wow. till Reyes so we I think in the last five six years we stopped celebrating that and we just celebrate Christmas I think the last time was in America maybe yeah and then in uh, Hungary we just did it like um, Christmas Christmas yeah. on the 24th 25th um and while in the U.S., we did celebrate Thanksgiving, for example. Yeah. But we don't do that anymore. Actually, with my friends, since uh, it's a like very international community here in Maastricht, we do do Friendsgiving. <laughs> um, so that's fun. But I think at home we do the Spanish traditions. Um, but with my friends and stuff, I do do uh, follow some German traditions also during Christmas time. And also with mom and dad, we also do some German things. Also in the Netherlands, we celebrate King's Day, oh, yeah. which is very a very fun holiday. Um, 
Yeah, that's the Dutch holiday. Yeah. What is that? Is that like Vegas or what is that? No, it's the birthday of the king, and it's just the whole the country. Current king. Yeah, so it changes. Oh. Okay. The country dresses up in orange, and everyone's on the street partying, and it's really fun. It's a lot of fun, yeah. And the the king, the royal family, always comes to a city every year. And this is. And two years ago was Moscow. Yeah, they were here, yeah. and I met them. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned that where you are right now is a very international community. So I'm assuming that's a lot of English speaking people. English is like the language that people use to communicate with each other. Okay, so maybe not in the Netherlands right now, but since you have such an international profile and you've been in different places, how do people normally react when you tell them, you know, when you have those awkward interactions where maybe in Spain people are like, oh, you sound weird, but you are fluent. What is the reaction that you normally get from people and how do you navigate that? I think it depends because... Um, as mentioned, as Maastricht is an international environment, when I say I was born here, uh, but I'm from originally from Spain, but lived in these countries, I usually... It's not that special it's here. Not, in Maastricht, it's not that mm-hmm. special. There's people who have lived in eight countries and have a uh, multicultural background. But, um, in like, for example, in America, it was always a bit of a shock that we spoke oh, so many languages. so many languages that we are from Europe because I feel like in America Europe is is like wow and um yeah so people were always um surprised mm-hmm. um and intrigued by it and yeah it's it's sometimes hard to answer the question where we're from because um mm-hmm. once uh you say oh I'm from Spain and then they are like from where and and we never lived in Spain, so then we like, we have to explain that we never lived in Spain. We were born in Germany, and yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a not difficult question, but yeah, and also because our parents are from different cities, so we cannot even say one city. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so would you say you were drawn to the Netherlands because of this international community? That was it. For sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, here we're nothing special. It's just like very normal when I yeah. say, oh, I'm. And my parents are Spanish, but I was born in Germany, and I've lived in different countries. They're like, oh, cool, yeah, me too. I lived in this, this, and this, and everyone's like this. Yeah, it's it's nice to relate to yeah. people here, and um, there's a different level of understanding how you feel, and um, it's, yeah, it's very nice uh, to be in this kind of city. That's great. So would you say that the Netherlands is your favorite place that you've lived so far or do you have a favorite of all the places you've lived Mm, I think city-wise for sure Budapest because it's an amazing city but community-wise I would say here um or El Paso also because people are 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 amazing in El Paso um I no I completely agree I favorite city definitely Budapest it has uh, the so much to do very safe city as well so at a, already at a young age, we could go with our friends alone to the city to eat. And yeah, very cool city, very beautiful. And I don't really have a favorite. I think uh, America, I made very good friendships, uh, with, which I still um, have uh, nowadays. So the people there I really loved, mm-hmm. but also in the Netherlands um, has been great. Yeah. So I guess another way to think about it is in the future, where do you see yourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm, I personally see my, I mean, I don't know. I 
I would like to do, I don't know if you know the organization, I would like to work for a little bit for Doctors Without Borders mm -hmm. um, and just work all over the world. But then, like, once I get older, I think I see myself in Europe. But where in Europe, I'm completely open. Um, um, I like a lot of countries here. Um, um, I just, yeah, Europe, I think, because I just prefer the way of living more compared mm -hmm. to the U.S. I like the U.S. a lot, too, but um, for a living, I prefer Europe, I think. So, yeah, somewhere in Europe, I think. But I'm open to anything. I think for me, it's the same. I prefer the lifestyle in Europe and to live here. I have no idea where I'll be living in the future. For me, it's very open. Maybe I would I will be in France for my master's. Uh, that's the possibility I'm looking at, but... I couldn't say one country where I see myself ending up in. So in your case, would you say that language is not a problem? You, like you said, like you're not afraid of learning any language. You're just going to go whatever. Like, for example, me, I just learned Dutch uh, in the last three years for my studies because the last three years are completely in Dutch because we work in the hospital. Um, and yeah, that didn't, I, I saw that, that requirement and it didn't scare me away. I was like, okay, cool. I'll finish my studies and be fluent in another language. Amazing. So kind of to start wrapping it up, what do you think have been the most positive aspects of growing up the way you did? And if there's any negatives, feel free to mention those too. I can start. I think uh, the it has been a very overall positive experience. We've been able to learn different cultures, different languages, meet a lot of different people make good friendships and experience different kinds kind of lifestyles in different countries. And I think that has helped us be very open, very open-minded people, and also respectful to other cultures and other um, types of people. Um, I think the negatives of this is maybe that, or for me, um, that I don't really feel like I belong to a country. Um, and that has made it hard. It's also made it hard to really keep the friendships, uh, being so far away and not seeing uh, your friends for uh, various years. And um, yeah, in Hungary, for example, the language was hard to really feel at home in the country. Even though we did go to a German speaking school, uh, it was a barrier and it was hard to feel comfortable in that country. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and I think the main positives is just that we've been exposed to all different types of people. And um, if we would have stayed our whole life in Germany, it would have been completely different. Um, and it's just, I love that we had this experience because now I'm also not scared of like, if I ever get a job opportunity or I don't know, an internship opportunity in another country, I'm not scared at all to go. And I'm super excited to go. Whereas I have friends in Germany that are like, oh, like think about it a bunch of times until um, they say yes or even say no to really cool opportunities because they're scared of something new. Um, so for that, I'm super grateful for, because I think we say yes to a lot more. Um, you guys should tell your parents that if you <laughs> haven't already. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to squeeze in a question here because I I think all parents want to hear this. I don't know if you've told your parents this, but do you feel appreciation for what they have done for you guys? Because it's a bring in, it's probably hard for parents, especially when they, you just grow up in one culture and you just move all over. So yeah. do you feel like it was good? Did you appreciate the, the work they put into it? Yeah, I mean, 
we would have never learned uh, more languages without having these experiences. And they've really made a big effort in making making the proce process very smooth, mm -hmm. um, making sure that we go to the uh, best school, that we would feel at home, and still keeping the Spanish traditions at home. Mm -hmm. And I think they've done the best job they could have. Mm -hmm. And we've always been very positive, positive about the moves. And yeah, we've been happy overall yeah. about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Super grateful and and I think they also did it perfectly in the way, I mean, I don't know if they planned it that way, but we really had like a beautiful childhood in Germany. And then it was really cool at the age we moved to the US also to learn English really well. And then just the last few years in Budapest in a really cool city was perfect. Because I have other friends that I moved around a lot more and they said it was way too much. Um, whereas for me, I am completely happy with how we grew up. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that's kind of getting into our next question, which was, what advice would you give families in similar with similar lifestyles who are thinking about a move or who are moving to make that as positive an experience as possible? I think what's important, especially for a younger uh, for a child, is to make sure that they are integrated in their new environment. If I was a parent, I would make sure, um, of course, that it's a good school, but also integrate them in sports in different types of activities so that they can make friends easier and connect in that way because I think if you have friends it makes it of course a lot more easier mm -hmm. to make that new place feel at home I think that's very mm -hmm. important and always adapt to the country like for example in Germany it wasn't uh, common to play sports every day like it is in the U.S. We just would go once a week to tennis class or whatever. Whereas in the U.S., everyone is in in the um, school team, and it's super common to have practice after school every day. And at first, I remember mom was like, "Oh my God, that's so much! Like, how are you gonna uh, have time to study and keep up with homework?" And just to allow your kids to do that, if that's what how it is in that country, um, yeah, just and adjusting, adapt, yeah. adapt, adjust very important that you live in the country and don't try to live like you lived in yeah. other countries because they're completely different and it's never going to be the same. You yeah. really have to adjust and accept those changes. And, and also not to be scared to lose your friends from back home or and like, I don't know, I always see it so positive to meet new people and make new friendships and to be just open to new friendships. Did your parents encourage you to keep in touch with other friends, I'm assuming, and keep those relationships. Yeah, that's really good. So you would say that that was important. That is very important too. Yeah. Like I I Skyped with my German friends always. Um yeah, I would send letters because I was young. Uh yeah. And we, we always kept in touch. With social media nowadays it's it's, it's easier. It's so easy. Yeah. And even if you don't talk every week or every month you see what they're up to and you can reach out anytime. So makes it easy yeah. also if you're happen to be in the same country you could always meet yeah. up um, which is very fun and like it's been super cool because we have friends all over the world now and when we're traveling or whatever sometimes coincidentally someone is also there and we meet up and it's people we haven't seen in one or two or three years even or more even. yeah um and I would say now the it's yeah because of social media and stuff it's been way easier to keep up with the um U.S. friends compared to the German friends back then um, also because we're older. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, I know we said that you need to give your parents credit and be grateful too, but also all credit to you two for being so brave and positive. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any words of encouragement for any children or maybe young adults or young teens who are going through the process of adjusting to a new culture, a new language right now? What would you say based on your experience? I would say don't be scared and give it time because uh, sometimes it doesn't, you won't feel at home after the first day, the first week, first month. Sometimes it takes six months, sometimes it takes longer. But I think with time and effort, you will definitely eventually get to the point where you can say, I feel at home, I'm happy, I'm comfortable, and this is my life now. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I think also to keep in mind, uh, every time you move or whatever, it's always super exciting at the beginning, and then sometimes you have a bit of a dip uh, until you adjust. And just to keep that in mind, that that is completely normal. Um, and yeah, and to be open-minded. Those are really good little tidbits of wisdom. For sure. Um, should we leave it there? Do you guys have anything else you want to say? No, I don't have no. anything. No, other like they just know, want to promote the Netherlands. Your political statements you want to get out there. Come <laughs> to the Netherlands. Move to the <laughs> Netherlands if you're multilingual. Visit Netherlands. All right. University is way cheaper than in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> in the Netherlands, you can study in English. There's a few Americans that come even because it's a lot cheaper. It's a great city and great country. Yeah, and in general, all the university cities are. Yeah. Would you say right, that we'll most of it? We'll put the yeah. um, like Wikipedia entry in the show notes so people can check it out. <laughs> Did you most of the people that you you're friends with there are European too or from all over? All over. Uh, I have Americans that study with me, Europeans, um, from South America, South Africa, South Africa also everywhere. Yeah, really. Middle East as well. Great. Every every continent, almost yeah. every continent, I would say. All right, Lauren, we have to move there. That's it. <laughs> I know, I mean, I was already sold before the additional that's little it. publicity yeah. here at the end. All right. Well, no, this is great. So that's it for this episode of Multilingual Mamas. But we will be back soon. Hasta luego. Ciao. If you ever have questions about us or questions about the podcast, go to home and our website at multilingualmamaspodcast.com and click on the link for questions. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and stay tuned for more episodes of Multilingual Mamas.